0: On round two today, and mocking me because I'm moving funny, uh, Richard Krause is here from uh, The Richard Krause Show. Vinnie White, independent businessman, host also of a show called The Vinnie White Show. MPP, Yvonne Baker, with the Provincial Liberals, and the host of CTV's Question Period, Evan Solomon. Happy Tuesday, everybody.
1: Good morning. Good to see
0: Happy you. Good morning. Day. All right. Um... Let's start with the liver transplant story, actually, because if all this is true, it's absolutely astounding. Man who is going to die if he doesn't get a liver transplant. Of course, these days, you can get it from a living donor. So they did tests, found a match uh, with one of his friends. The friend went through all the stages, and then at the last minute said, you know what, I'm not going to do this unless you give me $200,000. The man who's awaiting this liver transplant, Arch Walsh, says he'd rather die than be shaken down. Richard, it really actually sounds like the setup for a movie of it, a week. It
1: really does. You know, and the thing that's so kind of, you know, disheartening about this thing is that when you are ill and the story of this man's uh, situation is kind of awful. He has to go get his stomach drained uh, a couple of times a week. At one point, he said it looked like he was nine months pregnant. Uh, They drained 15 liters of water out of him, which is a side effect of of this non-alcohol-related cirrhosis that he has. And the thing that's so disheartening about this is that you live to have hope in these kind of situations. So you find someone, and he's known this guy for a while, and he says, yeah, I'll be a, a donor, Wow, that's great news. He goes through all the tests. It's a rare match. That's great they news. They set the I have date. I am hope. I'm going, yeah, they set a date. We're going to do this in September. That's amazing. And at the very last second, to have the rug pulled out from underneath you, on top of all that, just destroys the hope that goes along that would destroys the 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 faith in humanity that you may have that goes along with that. It's a really, really awful thing to do.
0: Yeah, Vinny, there has to be a special circle in hell for somebody who would allow somebody to die when they could save their life.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And it sounds to me like this so-called friend knew all along that he was going to pull out at the last minute because that's what gives his financial campaign that weight. He knew that this other poor man would be in a terrible, desperate situation. So a terribly crap friend. However... If the alternative is an eBay for organs, I think we have to err very much on the side of caution.
0: Yeah. Although, you know, maybe this gets us to a GoFundMe campaign and all of a sudden there's some money on the table. Yvonne Baker, is that something that, the you know, not? I don't think the province can step in, but is uh, that's fairly unpalatable stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think this, this reminds me, let's hope what happens is what happens with
3: Eugene Melnick, right? He was yeah. very high profile, needed a donation. Many, many people came forward, and I hope that that's what happens in this case. Uh, this is extortion to me, pure and simple, yeah. mm-hmm. and I agree with what was said. I mean, I can't imagine what he's going through um, thinking that he's got the life-saving organ, and then suddenly to find out he doesn't have it pulled on, out from under him. The one thing I would say is there's about beadonor.ca is where people people can go to uh, sign up as, a, as an organ donor. And I think if we want to solve this kind of problem, people just need to register, go online today, sign up, and that the more people are out there registered, the more people receive donors, uh, donations. There's about 1,600 people right now waiting for a donation, mm-hmm. so everybody yeah. who registers can
0: help. Well, there's 220 people waiting for a new liver, and uh, I th- it's uh, one or two a week, I think, will pass mm-hmm. away waiting for that liver. Evan?
4: Yeah, so sad. I understand that people may pull out at the end, you know, they just get cold feet. They don't want to go through with it. But when you add the extortion element, it's it's just horrific. You know, you pull hope, you, as everyone said. I mean, it's just so disgusting, you know. It's one thing if the guy says, I just can't go through with it. I mean, that's bad enough. Uh, but, you know, that's a big operation, and I understand the, how difficult it is to give part of your liver. But saying, I'll do it for 200 grand was so... So gross and so great for the arch to say, I will die instead of being extorted for my life. I mean, what a what a noble guy. And I know he's suffering and he's got four kids, but what a man of principle.
0: So it would cost a billion dollars to make our subway system suicide-proof. Just an incredible profile of the type of people who commit suicide, what happens when somebody throws themselves in front of a TTC subway. But Vinnie, weighed a billion dollars to put up these permanent barriers that would make getting on the subway kind of like getting on an elevator. Yeah, they did
2: a similar thing in London where they worked out that it would cost a, actually an astronomically higher figure. Yeah, some more stations. More stations, yeah. And then they said, what we'll do is every time we build a new line, make it suicide proof in inverted commas as much as one can so you get double doors you can't possibly enter the train until the first set of doors have opened revealing the train and then the train doors open and off you go so and i believe the jubilee line and similar lines have had zero percent suicide since so that's effective but that's a lot of money and to to think about what you could achieve if you put a billion dollars into mental health facilities Mm -hmm. access to support for people with depression education on addiction Surely that is a slightly more viable alternative to, to use that ridiculous amount of money.
0: And Richard Kroos, I mean, they've actually sat down and done the math of this, and they put a price on a human life, which is about a million dollars. Yeah. But then they put a price on the delays in the system when you or I are sitting there and somebody kills themselves, which sounds horrible, but their duty is to get people around,
1: you know, so that is a very material loss. Uh, absolutely it is. And, and you know, when someone uh, jumps in front of a GO train, it inconveniences 10,000 people, and we all feel sorry for the, the poor desperate person who, you know, was driven to to take their own lives in that way but i agree with Vinny. i think a billion dollars uh could be uh, much better spent on uh, mental health awareness and treatment and you know if we ever get something that resembles a new subway line maybe then we do it there mm-hmm. uh but uh in in terms of of retrofitting every subway uh, station in the city can you imagine also Uh, The delays, I mean, it would take the construction, the construction itself would would shut down the thing for months at a time.
0: Um, Kevin O'Leary says it's only a matter of time. He is going to run for the leadership of the conservative party. And then he says, I'll spend 36 months bringing disenfranchised millennials home to the conservative party and throwing Justin out. Uh, Evan, do you believe him or is he just, you know, I mean, Trump trolled us for the longest time.
4: Yeah, I spoke to Kevin yesterday, and uh, I speak to him weekly, and he's warming now to the idea. You know, he's moved off from I'm going to endorse someone now that's saying that he'll uh, like to do it himself. He's got a campaign team. He's got a group of advisors. You know, there's people like Marjorie LeBreton, who's a, a senator. He's been around for a long time. I mean, literally, she rode the train with Diefenbaker. So, you know, this is not exactly when he talks about the millennials. I, uh, I mean. I guess the millennials (laughs) in 1952. But uh, listen, he's a very compelling public figure. He's very controversial. He doesn't speak French. But if you look at the rest of the candidates, this guy can bring a a, a light to a very dimly lit room right now. You know, the average Canadian doesn't know who Max Bernier, Michael Chong, Kelly Leach, and Aaron O'Toole are. Now, They've only got to convince about 100,000 uh, conservatives, and he's got to he's got to make sure conservatives trust him. But boy, he has got a loud megaphone and he's going to, I think he's inching now 60% towards declaring by February. That's doesn't little, he
0: live in Boston? It, that's an issue. He's out, out of thing. the country
1: for the, the amount of time. Yeah, like he's back here for Medicare.
4: Yeah. Of and
1: I mean, have like canceling Shark Tank. To, he lives in Boston. I know he's got a home in Boston. He probably has a house here too, but. He
4: does have a house in Toronto. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, and that's a little-known song I haven't thought about in years, Evan. Uh,
0: Stomping Tom Connors, I Rode the Train with Diefenbaker. (laughs) Um,
4: Nicely done,
0: Ivan, I realize it's on a different plane. You're provincial, that's federal, but uh, you must have a few irons in the fire. Well, if Kevin O'Leary's advisors rode the train with Diefenbaker, maybe he's got it locked, who knows. I, I,
3: I... I, I, um, you know he I, I'm a business person and I, I think it's always great when business people step out of the private sector and run for office I think there's a there's a skill set that they bring there that isn't common to politics right. so I think that's good uh, he t- he's talked recently uh, I read in the paper this morning about how Justin Trudeau is is, uh, is not serving millennials well the 18 to 35 group and that that I couldn't disagree with more I mean Millennials came out for Justin Trudeau in record numbers many MPs owe their seats to the Millennials coming out and, and voting in record numbers but I do think he's hit on something that's really important which he talks about which he, when he talks about the fact that 18 to 35 year olds are concerned or are struggling to find jobs and we have this problem in Ontario right where too many young people even those who graduate from university struggle to find a job when they when they uh, when they graduate so I think he's hit on something that a lot of people care about not just young people but their parents
0: and grandparents uh, and so I think I think that if he continues
3: on that path I think that's i that we're focusing on that
0: issue. He doesn't speak French. Let me ask the newest Canadian citizen on the panel. Would that bother you, or do you care? Oi. Uh,
1: no. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, that was a nice attempt. It at was a nice attempt. It was
2: you. slightly <laughs> embarrassing Quiet. for everyone involved. <laughs> I think someone just smuggled a duck into the studio. Um, yeah, that bit doesn't bother me, I suppose. I think... Uh, I mean, it was... <laughs> I don't know, I'm so confused about this because a year ago if you asked me this I'd say there's no way an outspoken, heartless, money obsessed businessman, reality TV star (laughs) with no sense of humour could possibly run or win but obviously that's been overshadowed so that angle doesn't bother me as much as the fact that I feel he's somewhat heartless. Some of it's for TV cameras,
0: but he said some really horrible things about poor people in the past. Yeah, but yeah. so have American politicians who've done well. Yeah, you know, it's true. It yeah. might not stop him. Yeah. So Jerry Lewis was interviewed by, I think, The Hollywood Reporter. I'll be interested to hear what you have to say about this, Richard, because you've probably had some difficult interviews. Let me just play you a portion. I mean, basically, every answer was yes or no or, or, why. or why. Here we go.
4: So I guess we're finished. Anything else you want to... No.
0: Nope. Yeah. <laughs> All right, clean it out of here. <laughs> All right. Seven clean minutes. It out of here. <laughs> clean it out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, the whole seven minutes is like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, Richard, I mean, you and I interview a lot of people, yep. and I've realized sometimes it takes a while to get people into a zone. Yep. But I, you can, I can usually find a way. This reporter... For seven minutes, asks these questions and gets nothing, and doesn't ever change tack.
1: No, he. This guy is clearly not an experienced interviewer, and one of the things that I think probably went through his head at a certain point was, "Well, I'm not going to get anything here, so let's just keep the tone the same because I'll get a viral video out of it, yeah. and, and I'll, I'll almost guarantee you uh, that's what he was thinking, and it's worked. But Jerry Lewis is a notoriously difficult interview, anyway, and you know his interpersonal skills uh, are Nailed. way up there. Well, he was at a friend of a friend of mine was on an elevator with him at just for laughs a few years ago, and they got on on the thirtieth floor, and the friend was like, "Oh my God, I'm on an elevator with Jerry Lewis. This is amazing!" And he goes to to say hello, turns to him, Jerry Lewis puts his hand in front of the guy's face and says, "Don't even bother," and <laughs> leaves it there for twenty floors oh, as oh, they go down. Wow, <laughs> wow. cheerful. So. Oh. You know, that's who you're dealing with here. So I I think this guy was a young interviewer who doesn't really, uh, you know, have enough finesse to, to change tact on it. But because he's young, he said viral video, and that's what he got. Evan, have you ever had an interview go south on you?
4: Oh, yeah. We all get interviews going south. Those ones are kind of fun because, you know, it's a guy like Jerry Lewis. And, you know, in the end, what I loved about watching this is, you know, what they say, what's the secret to comedy timing? And it was like, I'm going to be a grouch, but I'm going to do it in such a great way. He is such a classic grouch. He's almost playing a grouch. I kind of like this Jerry Lewis more than the Jerry Lewis whose movies I cannot watch.
1: Well, if they remake the Grinch. Maybe he's he well. He could be, be like father week. of the Grinch, the way Sean Connery was. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Did nobody feel bad for the reporter? I no, I, the didn't. Report. Oh, I didn't. No, no. I didn't. I mean, His I watched, opening I
2: watched... question, the opening questions, Jerry Lee Lewis, a 90 year old man, was, "Why haven't you retired yet?" That's not a good start, is it?
3: Yeah, no, it's like not I not a would good have put start, that near the end. Seven minutes. I mean, he put up with a lot. I yeah. see, John. I see what you and Jerry and some of the other folks here at the, at the station go through, and I see you while you're on the show here, asking us questions, checking texts, responding to people. I mean, you're doing a million things. I, if I was focused 100, I'd struggle to do what you do. So when I see reporters get, you know, what I think is mistreated by their guests, I just find that, yeah. you
1: know. I think you got to be up. ready for anything. You do. You have to be ready. I've had uh, a lot of interviews go south, and, and you just have to f- try and find a way in. And if you sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. Folks?
4: Poor media. I love this. <laughs> this is like a Christmas <laughs> yeah. about the media.
1: Thanks
0: a lot, guys. <laughs> have a good one. Right. Nope. Not at all?
1: None.